Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey everyone, I thought I would do a quick introduction to this episode, even though my mom needs no introduction. You guys know my mom you guys love my mom I love my mom she's so funny she's so cool and I'm so lucky to have her in my life and I'm really excited to share this episode with you because it was just a really casual chat we had no plans for the episode and I think it turned out really well there were laughs there were serious moments and I think it gives you a real insight into our relationship so I would love you guys to keep on listening and enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of On The Line. Today, I am chatting with my mom over a cup of tea, and we just got back from a spin class. Welcome, Mom. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think of that class, Mom? (laughs) Well, honestly, I was doing them for quite a while. I probably did seven or eight in a row, like every Sunday, and then I got out of it, so I haven't done one for a couple months. And I didn't even really want to go tonight, but then I thought I should. So I went and I thought it was a little bit too much for me. Yeah, I literally texted my mom like an hour and a half before we went. And I was like, I don't want to go to this spin class thinking you were going to say, well, if you don't want to go, don't go. But you were like, oh, well, I'll go with you. And I was like, damn it. I know. Well, you got to support people. Yeah. And it was it was a good class. It was a Kanye West ride. Which I have to say, I don't know one song that was played. Yeah, she kept saying like, I know you guys know the lyrics and I knew you didn't know the lyrics. Did you? I knew some, but not like the actual raps. Yeah, I'm not a big Kanye fan, but you know, I'm also 57. Yeah. Well, in this episode, we actually thought it would be fun if my mom interviewed me-ish, but now that I'm looking at her, she's giving me the eyes like she's not going to do it. Have you ever interviewed someone before, Mom? Uh, oh, probably. Actually, I have. I had a talent night at work uh, years ago, and I was sort of the MC, and I interviewed people, and they did their talent and stuff. So, no, I'm going to interview you for sure. Wait, what kind of talents? Oh, basically, I wanted to improve morale at work. And, you know, I always who doesn't like a good party. So I just coerced a bunch of people into doing talent, even if they didn't have talent. So there was like a Christian rock band, which I have to say didn't go over well, because it was in a bar. And um, (laughs) not that you can't be a Christian and go to a bar, but you know, it was Christian music. And um, but they were good. And oh, my friends, my two girlfriends and I did a Madonna song. And we dressed up, we had the bustier 
PAs with the cones on and, and the fishnet and stuff. It was pretty funny. And oh, there was like, um, well, you wouldn't remember this because it's from back in the day, but Johnny Carson used to do this thing, the amazing uh, Carmack or something like that. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. And so he'd say the answer first and then the other guy would ask the question. So like Jeopardy? Kind of, but on a much funnier level. I just saw that Alex Trebek, is that his name? He's got pancreatic cancer. Yeah, he's Canadian. Is he? Yeah. That's such a Canadian thing to do to be to point out when someone's Canadian. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, because there's hardly any that are like known all over the world. Oh, I we mean, got Jim Carrey. We got Celine Dion. We got Biebs. Yeah, Justin Bieber. He's a big one who lives just down the road, I might add. Justin Bieber lives down the road from mom in a mansion. Yeah, like not down the road, like blocks, like in the city. Yeah, which I think is kind of cool. I guess he probably lives around here because there's not like paparazzi and stuff. Probably. Just a res- like a reprieve from his crazy life. God, his life is crazy. Is that why you come home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like no photos paparazzi like i've had it with you guys i need a break no. no but i mean just generally a reprieve i do come home for a break i think a lot of people probably go home to like hang with their parents to get a break so when you come home it's not because i actually want to see you guys it's because i'm dead yeah i know but when you come <laughs> home do you notice any changes because you know uh, you do come home quite a bit at least two or three times a year but do you like what changes do you notice if anything like to do with the house no no not my decorating you know (laughs) whatever you know (laughs) movements of my furniture and stuff but no like what maybe you don't notice anything like do, do I look like I'm getting older or do do you notice the city changing or do you notice changes in personalities or like actually the other day you told me I'm acting like my mother and I was like Tell me what I'm doing so I can stop doing it. Well, I only think you're acting like grandma because you guys hang out 24-7. I, I don't hang out with her. Um, I just try to be supportive. And yes, I do spend a lot of time with her, but uh, I really don't have much to do and, and either does she. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying you've picked up some of grandma's mannerisms. Like what? Like, um, I don't know. Your sense of humor. I can't really put a... Your finger on My it? My finger on it, but it's not in a bad way or anything like no. that. So, But changes, I mean, the city's changing a lot. If you guys don't know, um, I grew up in Waterloo, Ontario, represent. And when we, when I was, I mean, mom grew up here and I grew up here, obviously. But I mean, it's completely changed into this like tech town. Yeah. Or something. There's a lot of technology here and a lot of, you know, great jobs too. So yeah, yeah, it is very different. Even in the last five years, you know, we got the LRT that it's still not running, but still it's about what to is run. the LRT, the light rail transit system. Yeah. So it's that, like a tram. Yeah, kind of. So we have that and that sort of changed the city and then a lot of new buildings and uh, trying to, you know, rejuvenate the uptown so lots of condos and things like that it's actually i think it's a change for the best i think so too and there's like a google building here yeah beautiful google building you know with all the mirrored windows and stuff but i mean is that all you've noticed when you come home like do you notice changes in the family as far as like changes in the family well you know i used to come home and eric my brother used to live in the basement right and so he always used to be around yeah i used to see a lot more of him so I guess I'm getting used to 
him growing up. Yeah. Everyone's growing up. Everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody's pretty much the same, I guess, because I talked to everybody so much anyway. Yeah, that's true. And I don't think anybody's looking older. Like, I don't really think I noticed that. Well, I mean, especially after that facial or four you and I did together. Facial we did together. Yeah, remember you gave me that special sponge and... Oh, (laughs) me and my mom did face masks in the bathroom. And were you into it? Uh, maybe a bit. Like, that's one thing that I've noticed about you that a lot of people probably don't think. But when, like, I've never been into makeup and facials. Granted, I like to wear makeup and I like to, you know. Yeah, you always look very put together. Yeah. But from the time you were probably, I'm going to say maybe 12 or 13, maybe even a little bit before, you were always doing facials and all, all kinds of, like, uh, makeup techniques and yeah. skin creams and hand wraps and pedicures and like you you were so into it like you never got you got into it early I think you always had a firm interest in it and and you still are obviously yeah so. but I would never really say I got super into wearing makeup until high school yeah you weren't it wasn't so much makeup it, it was skincare was, yeah it was more the skincare thing oh my god I used to go and get those 99 cent masks um that were like pre-mixed god I honestly hate to even think of what the ingredients were but like that was such a treat for me to like stay in and do face masks and that's something I've always been super passionate about which is bringing the spa home because you know going to spas and stuff especially when you're like a teenager like it's just weird and it's not gonna happen and I didn't have the money so I really love doing stuff at home I find it so relaxing but you never I've never seen you do a face mask no except when I force you to yeah exactly I'm not into it and I mean I should be because I spent pretty much my youth from age 13 to probably 45 just baking in the sun every summer that was what what a lot of people did including me yeah, you slathered on the baby oil. Yeah, and laid out in the sun. So, yeah. That, but you look good. I mean, uh, I probably could have looked a lot better. But that's okay. I am I try to just do my thing. and. Well, we all know you did the microblading on your eyebrows. Oh, yeah. That was a treat, let me tell you. I mean, I'm happy with the result. But, you know, when you Google it, they... You know, of course, the question is, does it hurt? And people are like, well, you know, it's a, it depends on your pain tolerance. So you think, oh, this can't be that bad. Whoa, that was so <laughs> painful. I mean, I, I was actually going through a couple procedures, both at the same time, which I've still got one on the go. One was the microblading of the brows because I have blonde hair and you, and I'm pretty much a hairless wonder. So I hardly... My mom always calls herself the hairless wonder. Yeah. Because I have no hair. I, I, You know what? I can go, not that anybody's interested in this, but I could probably go four months without shaving my legs and there's very little hair on my body. So, of course, I got the same problem with my eyebrows where you can't see my eyebrows because there's so few hairs and I've never plucked them, never did anything like that. And you can't see my eyebrows. So I had to get the microblade. didn't have to, but I wanted to because I... You know, I got sick of trying to color them in. They were all different shapes and sizes. And some one time, you know, one would be half off, one on. So what's the other procedure you're getting done? The other procedure is getting my tattoo removed. Oh, right. And that was that was in the reverse. That was Let's talk about the tattoo and the removal. Yeah, that I got a tattoo of a world map because, you know, 
it just means different things like you live overseas and you know I'm interested in the world and the earth and you know traveling traveling and all kinds of stuff so it did have some meaning to me and the girl insisted that she shaded it I didn't really want her to but I let her and you got this like a year ago two years a couple ago? years ago yeah. yeah and then long story short the shading was just too much so I was hemming and hawing and finally I was like I'm, I'm getting rid of this tattoo so I've been going I think you have to go like four to six times I've done it twice every six weeks you get it done and it's like a um what a laser it? yeah laser and it's like so incredibly painful but it t- takes less than a minute because my tattoo's on my wrist so it's not this great big huge tattoo I do wonder if tattoo removal is more painful than laser hair removal. I'm going to say the hair removal is probably more painful. I don't know. Well, the laser tattoo removal is just, it just feels like a, it just feels like a hot knife going over a line. Whereas like, even when I got my eyebrows threaded, when she was microblading my brows, oh, that was so painful. Yeah. My mom was like, God, eyebrow threading is so painful. And I literally love to get my eyebrows threaded wow the other thing that we have in common which it'll be an interesting take on this is we're both at the moment single yes we are now do you when you initially got like put the the emotions aside and and just okay you're you've dealt with the you know the past and stuff and now you're single and well I mean you know that takes decades to deal with the past yeah yeah I know but just say it's not painful every day to wake up where when you first split up with somebody probably for the first two or three months or maybe even longer you can't breathe you can't breathe yeah so you know say that's put aside and you're just now single um what like do you like being single so far Yes, I will say there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Yeah. But I am recently starting to feel very balanced in it. Yeah. So what do you like about being single? Oh my God. So many things. I love being alone all the time. I love not having to worry about anybody. I love not having any commitments at all. I like not having anybody watching what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Like I can just wake up and the day is mine. Yeah, like you can, if you just feel like going shopping or going for a walk or whatever. Exactly. Or like you come home and, well, in my case, like I work from home, but like, you know, I want to stay in. I don't have anyone being like, no, let's go out. I'm like, no, I'm staying in and I'm watching Netflix. Or they're watching hockey and you don't want to watch hockey. Well, I've never dated anybody who likes hockey, but yeah. Well, clearly they weren't Canadian then. So (laughs) anyway, so what don't you like about being single? What don't I like is sometimes it's lonely. Yeah. And sometimes you want to do something with somebody and you don't have anybody. And it's a different kind of connection than with like your best friends, for instance. And honestly, dating is so tiring. I hate it. You know what? Like, I like being single too. And the longer I'm single, like everybody else, the more I like it. But what I don't like about being single is there's nobody in my life that knows exactly who I am and I mean you can argue that nobody really ever does but when you're in a relationship they do know a lot about you and you know if you're hungry they know you know if you're cranky they know you're hungry or yeah they can sense your moods yeah that's true that's really nice and I really miss that like just that connection that somebody really knows who you are and and cares about you and stuff like that well we've got the dogs yeah that's true I mean pets they're <laughs> amazing yeah. companions so tell us about some of your recent dates that you've oh, been on oh jeez 
Must I? You must. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... Like you went on a date on the weekend. How did that go? Okay. Well, I don't date very much. And when I do, the only place that I can find anybody is online. And yeah, I, I, I love online dating. I used to hate when I first got single, I was like, I would never do that. Trust me. When you've exhausted your options, you'll do it. Yeah. I and think, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No. Well, I don't think anybody does anymore. Yeah. I mean, there was a stigma say five or 10 years ago, but there certainly isn't now. But, um, what I don't like about online dating for me is my like in my age group, like it's easy to be attracted to somebody when they're young and, and you know, they, they're vibrant and not that you can't be that when you're older, but you know, it's a lot more prevalent when you're, when you're younger and stuff. Um, and so when you get into my age category, of course you get people that, um, there, it's hard to see who they really were at one point to see sort of the physical attraction in them because really that's the first connection to somebody is if I always gauge it as could I kiss this person? Could you go to Bone Town? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even in the Bone Town. I'm more just into, you know, could I spend some time with this person? <laughs> could I sit beside this person and not be embarrassed? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I don't care if I ever go to Bone Town. Really? <laughs> no, I'm lying. Okay, I was like, well. <laughs> But anyways, so yeah, it's hard to find an attraction because they're older. They, you know, a lot of them have gray hair. They don't groom well. You know, they don't go get regular haircuts, this, that, and the other. Missing teeth. Yeah, it could be missing teeth. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Like today I was looking at this guy that was standing in front of me at t- Tim Hortons. And he has pants were at least four sizes too big for him and I thought why like why don't you like a lot of guys seem to have the same wardrobe they've had for it's not like the UK where where people really look great like they they care about fashion and and stuff I find in this immediate area in my age group what I've seen my personal experience is that they have tended to let themselves go generally which sucks when you're a woman who has their shit together yeah like I like fashion I mean I, I'm not going to say I could put an outfit together but I try and I think that that's oh the main you can thing. put an outfit together yeah so I mean I feel fearless when I'm in my camel coat my mom loves her <laughs> camel coat yes I stole that from you that idea what do you love so much about a camel coat I just feel so classy in it I know. And I like that it's, you know, below the knee and, you know, you can wear a nice boot with it. And I don't know. I just feel really good in it. My favorite way to wear a camel coat is with yoga pants, trainers, and a t-shirt. Oh, see, I wouldn't do that. but Yeah, mix it up. Casual means... I can tell you another revelation that I had because you used to have these handbags and I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, why are you spending money on handbags? Oh, my mom would literally be like, how much was this handbag and you spent what on this? And yeah. yeah. And you, uh, quite a while ago, maybe t- five, six years ago, you gave me a coach handbag for Mother's Day or something. And I'm telling you, I just, every time I carried that handbag, I felt amazing. Yeah, I know. Why, though, I wonder? I don't know. But, like, for some people, shoes do that or clothes or a lipstick or whatever. But for for me, like, I love bags so much. Like, when I have a bag that's a good quality designer bag, for some reason, I just 
feel on top of the world. Yeah. It's and like the one accessory that I'm like, I've got my bag. Yeah. And I, I do too. And I would have, I would have sworn no way was that going to do that. And the funny thing about it is, is my sister-in-law uh, saw that coach bag that you gave me, which I love. I still use it all the time, but I've got lots of nice ones now uh, because I'm on the bandwagon. But um, she said to me, boy, if you ever get your hands on one of those you know, coach bags, I would love to have one. And so you and I pooled our money and bought her one for, was it Christmas or something? Yeah, it must have been. And every time I see her, she's got that handbag and she you can tell yeah. she just loves carrying it. And so it's not just me and you and a bunch of other people. It's lots of people. Oh, yeah. Bags are amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really thrilled about that. But I remember like when I first moved to England, I didn't even know one designer brand name bag like I didn't know about designers and I didn't know about handbags and I didn't know how much they cost I didn't know anything about designer stuff because when I was growing up we didn't have the money to spend that kind of money on bags and stuff like that and also nobody else was wearing them yeah I I think that the key point is though like it's not even so much designer stuff it's the quality that you get when you buy designer. And that's the other thing that I never got. Like I was like, you know what? You spent, you know, uh, $200 on a pair of pants and a blouse. I can run down to Walmart and get, you know, four outfits for that. But then as I was like, I got a couple nice pieces, you know, just, you know, by whatever, just going shopping and going to different stores I realized yeah this is garbage like the the they keep the shape so much better like it's well worth spending the money on good clothes yeah I'm like in the middle because you know I'm doing my renovation and I'm getting a new wardrobe built and I'm really thinking I mean I need to get going on this capsule wardrobe thing what's that it's basically where you some people only have 12 items of clothing okay now, that's not going to be me. That's not going to be you. Well, it could be me. Mom, I'm talking jeans, oh, skirts, dresses, t-shirts, oh. tops. Like, some people own 12 pieces of clothing. They must not have climate change. You know, like, I'm talking <laughs> the seasons. <laughs> the seasons. Yeah. No, this is... Yeah, I guess that most of the people are, like, in L.A., I guess. But, yeah... I I mean, I can't do 12 pieces, but imagine how freeing it would be to have just say two pair of jeans. Because you know what? I went to New York last weekend and I brought a small carry-on. And you know the type of stress I was under thinking, how am I going to pack four days worth of outfits in one suitcase? Because I, I don't travel light. But honestly... I wore the same thing all weekend long. Nobody cared. I didn't care. I felt free. I felt great. And I had one small makeup bag and one small skincare bag. And I'm starting to think maybe too much choice is bad for you. It probably is. The reason why I have so many clothes is because they're in three different sizes. Because I I put on too much weight, then I've got to buy you know, clothes that fit me that are comfortable. And then I, I try to lose weight again. So then I go down a size or two. And then I think I'm not going to throw this stuff out. And so like, I yeah. have three, pretty much three different sizes of stuff. The only thing I don't is my shoes clearly. And so that's part of it. But yeah. I think my feet are growing, mom. Yeah, I think they are too. Oh my God. I mean, who's 5'2 and has size 10 feet? Did we really need to say it? <laughs> well, nine and a half. 
Wow. I mean, when you were little and your feet were so big, I thought, oh boy, she's going to be so tall. <laughs> and then, of course, nothing happened. I'm not 5'2", I'm 5'3". Oh, are you really? Yeah. Do we have a question? Um, yes, this is a call-in show, and I do this every episode. I always forget. We've had a few questions from people who've called in, so let's play the first one. Hi, Stay. This is Megan coming to you from Seattle in the United States. I have a question for you and your mom about mother-daughter relationships. Um, you know, me and my mom have never had an easy relationship. We have fought ever since I could talk, basically. And I've always been really curious about my friends and other women that seem to have really easy or, um, you know, comfortable relationships with their moms. Is that something that you think is just, um, you know, the the people are born into it, they either have it or they don't with their mothers? Or is it something you think that we can all work on? Love you both. Bye. Well, number one, I think, firstly, depending on how bad the relationship is, if a relationship with a family member is toxic, you can say goodbye. But that being said, yeah, I think you can work on a relationship. Absolutely. I, yeah, definitely you can work on a relationship, but it's also dependent on the person. Like I have, there are people that I've bumped into and I've thought to myself, I'm so glad I'm not related to them because I don't <laughs> agree with them. I don't like their approach to things. Um, yeah. They might be a nitpicker or a negative or whatever. And, you know, it's really, it's just some people don't want to change. And I've had friends in my life that, you know, have made bad choices, poor choices their entire life. And I've tried to help them as a friend and they've just never crawled out of those choices. So I think if you have a relationship with somebody and there's just that, you know, there's just no middle ground and no, like, it's not even that it's give and take. It's really just two different personalities. And yeah, that's friends and that's also family. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't, I think just because you are family, if somebody's like causing you actual like stress and there's nothing that seems to be working like it's okay to walk away from it a little bit or you know give yourself space from it yeah but in saying that like if the person is like if it's not a personality conflict or you know just some bad energy or whatever and and you're just arguing and fighting but you you know you still want a a relationship with that person I think that you definitely can work on it like I mean you and I we've had a you know our blowouts and stuff too oh but don't I know it I I think it's just like for me I always think there's nothing more important than family and and you know there was a time when I wouldn't back down from something I'm right I'm right but now that I've you know grown older and learned all the lessons and stuff I realize you know it doesn't matter like just put it behind you apologize in a sincere way and feel it and then you can, you know, keep the relationship going. But generally, I mean, we probably get along better because we don't live, you know, on top of each other. That's true. Like we talk all the time, but it's always in a positive way because, you know, you're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing. You know, there's no stress to it. We're not, you know, late meeting each other or, you know. Living with each other. Yeah, living with each other, tired, any of that. Yeah. So we're really kind of meeting on a perfect grounds. What have some of our blow-ups been about? I've just been trying to think. I think the one was... uh, I'm actually scared now. I'm not going to say it. 
what oh well we don't need to talk about that one yeah i think (laughs) (laughs) that was the only real blow up we ever had yeah because we were um both a little stressed out yeah no i think like we've had blowouts like um for instance when i was 15 and i got my lip pierced yes that was a big blowout uh that I recall my mom said, and I think maybe we talked about this in the last podcast that we've done. I can't remember, but my mom was like, so help me God to stay. If you come back with your lip pierced, there's going to be trouble. Uh, Of course I pretend that I'm old enough to get my lip pierced. Don't know, even know how a tattoo and piercing place would do it, but I got my lip pierced. When it came back, I kind of thought you were just going to like, let it go guys. She did not let it go. No, (laughs) Did not let it go. Um, what else? I think, too, like, sometimes there's tension because we don't... There's, like, fundamental things in our lives that we don't both buy into or agree with. So if those topics come up, sometimes it's like, oh, let it go, let it go. Yeah, like, for instance, my mom does not like smoothies or almond milk. Yeah, so I'm like, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and before we get into the rest of this conversation, let's take a quick ad break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, should we see if we've got any more questions? Yeah, why I not? know for a fact that I do. Um, let me see. Hey, Estee and her mom. Um, my name's Louise. I'm from Northern Ireland, um, but I live in America. I live in Alabama and I really love my mom. But, you know, living away, it's hard to keep in touch. So I'm just wondering how how you maintain your relationship with your mum when you live in London and she lives in Canada. Um, or, like, are there any tricks to, like, the time difference or keeping up to date with each other? Or just want to know how you do it. Um, you're the best. Love your podcast. Bye. Well, I feel like I've lived in London for pretty much 10 years-ish. Yeah. And I mean, it's just our norm, but we do text and talk all day, every day, I would say. Yeah. I mean, we keep in touch. There's always something going on. So, you know, even if it's just, 
you know, I've got a, you know, I'm getting my hair done today or yeah. this or that. We always just say, oh, you know, this is what it looks like. But right. Just, just kind of like friends, friendly stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not it, like, hey, back in the day when I was, you know, your age, there wasn't even the internet. So it was impossible. If you wanted to get a hold of somebody, you either saved up your money and, and called long distance or you wrote a letter. And what, put it in an owl's beak and they flew and gave it to you? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't even, I don't even, I guess there, obviously there's airmail and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was so hard to connect with people. I remember like having a boyfriend who went on some, you know, trip for two or three months or whatever. And I, I never heard from the guy because it was just too hard to connect. I think he called once. Because he it was called once. Yeah, because it was expensive to call overseas and stuff. That's true. But now, I mean, it's so easy to connect. I think if you're really interested in what they're doing, you'll just make the time. I mean, time's the most important thing that you can give somebody. It really is. I agree with that. Yeah. So, you know, just make an effort or start a habit. Usually if you form a habit, you know, where you call somebody, you know, a couple times a week. I actually, it's not that I feel guilt if I don't call you every day, but like, I just pretty much call you every day yeah I like for me if if I think I haven't heard from you um I just go on Instagram and see what, what's happening in your stories and then I know oh she's doing this she's busy yeah like, like I'll wonder oh I hope everything's okay because you know you live in a big city I just hope nobody you know you've had a couple instances where you know things have sort of you know yeah somebody tried to steal your phone once or whatever but that's true I don't think I ever talked about that yeah so you know, I just want to make sure that you're safe. And that's the other thing about, you know, not having like being with somebody, I could always connect with somebody and say, I don't know a lot of your friends. And uh, but normally, I could call and say, you know, yeah, have you seen her? Or whatever? Yeah, yeah. My mom watches a lot of crime documentaries. I know it's my favorite. <laughs> but actually, I, I even listen to a crime podcast. But my favorite podcast is The Moth. Yeah, you keep trying to get me to listen to The Moth. It is amazing. It's real life stories and people just get up there and tell their story. Like something that was life-changing or meaningful or some of it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, Why do you like podcasts so much? Because you're always listening to podcasts. I, I Because I like to get outside and walk. And, um, you know, sometimes you just get sick of walking you know and yeah it's great to see you know hear nature and stuff but sometimes you just want to be entertained so and I find I can walk farther when I'm listening to a good story yeah and and it's funny it's so funny oh man I've been listening to Dax Shepard's podcast which is super funny yeah I think if you can find a good podcast what I don't like about podcasts are you get so into them and then like you got to wait for the next episode yeah but yeah, I hey, if you guys want a good podcast, you want some laughs and tears and this and that, listen to The Moth. It's excellent. Okay, we've got another question here. Hey, Estee. My name's Robin. Longtime viewer, first time caller. I just wanted to know, you know, well, I know you had said uh, at some point that early on in you moving to London, you felt some anxiety over being away from home. And I just wonder, you know, how that has progressed now and how you deal with, you know, maybe missing home and missing your mom. And for your mom, I want to know how you deal with being away from Estee 
And if you guys have any plans to one day live closer to each other again. I will say that um, when I first moved, yes, I was very homesick. Every single day it was like comparing like, well, this is weird and this isn't how it's done in Canada and I miss my friends and this is how, you know, all this stuff. I wouldn't say I'm homesick anymore by any stretch of the imagination, but I would say that sometimes if I'm gone for too long, I don't feel so grounded And so like I said earlier in the podcast, I usually come home when I'm like super stressed or drained or like exhausted because I always feel like when I come home, especially to my hometown or to my mom's house, I feel like it just gives me some breathing room Yeah, because my life can be um, a little intense. Yes, this is true. And for me, I mean, I miss you and stuff, but... I have my own thing going on here. And I think that like you raised your kids, they become adults. And of course, family's important. But I don't think that you should just focus entirely on, you know, not have being surrounded by your family all the time. I think that it's fine. Like I'm busy, I'm, you know, going to work, and I'm walking the dog, and I've got a brother and a sister and my mother. And, you know, we're running around doing our own thing, too. So the only time I really find that I like miss you, like, really like heartfelt missing you is when you come and you leave and like for the first probably four or five days I'm just I don't know I just I don't feel right again I feel like that too yeah and then I get back in the groove and then next thing you know you're here and then then I miss you again when you leave I know but I think that's okay I think that's normal yeah that's life and you're an adult and like yeah let's not forget I'm gonna be 29 yeah so like you know I don't want to be living with you you don't no I don't want you living here either (laughs) (laughs) but anyways yeah so I think it's fine and you know I'm I've been so independent my whole life that um it just just seems like okay yeah yeah and I remember even when I told you I was moving in the first place you were like okay yeah I might have said okay but in my mind I was extremely sad and I mean I can tell you that but I mean I hey I'm not going to be the one that's going to stop anybody from chasing their dreams yeah and I think probably the first three or four years that you lived there and you would come home I would just cry like a baby when oh you we left. both did yeah it was so I just I could hardly handle it we I remember both of us even like two three days before I even had to go just yeah. both of us breaking down crying yeah that sucked man it, that sucked so much yeah that was a really like the first few years even up to four years was extremely difficult but now it's just the way it is. Exactly. And I mean, you've lived there so long, I could hard, I don't even remember you really living here. I know. Me neither. But like, I except always, when you're little. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people always think I, I mean, especially recently, people like were like, oh, are you going to move back to Canada, you know, now that you're single and everything? And I was like, no, why would I? Yeah. I've spent my pretty much I've spent my entire 20s in London yeah and you've you've carved out a a decent life for yourself and you enjoy it I love London I love my life there yeah I like spending time in New York but I'm not moving there everybody keeps asking so I'm just gonna address it not moving to New York but I do love New York yeah and you know London's your home now it's you're not living abroad you're living at home yeah you know in London and I think it's great. I mean, I when I retire, that is my plan to go live places for two or three months only at a time and then come back to, you know, to home base in Canada for a few months. And um, 
you know, keeps life interesting. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we've got one last question here. Hi, Estee and Kelly. My name is Tika and I'm from Jakarta, Indonesia. Uh, well, I used to live in London. That's how I met you twice, Estee. <laughs> Anyways, my question is, since you guys have a really, really close bond, I feel like you guys are more best friends than mother-daughter. But my question is to Kelly. How how did you think you have this relationship with Estee? Because if I remember correctly, I d- you didn't have this relationship with your parents. So what do you think you've done right, I guess, in creating this sort of close relationship with your daughter? Because I, I personally don't have that kind of relationship with my mum. First of all, do you think we're more like friends than mother-daughter? No. I agree. No, I think we're mother-daughter uh but also i'm basically 30 so obviously it changes a little bit like you can be a bit more free with what you're gonna say around your mom when you're 30 yeah i think that i don't think you ever not feel like mother daughter i i I, like with my mother i she feels like my mother i'm her daughter you know even though we hang out and stuff i don't consider us friends really like of course yeah you know friendly but um you know um but I did have we're not friends we're just friendly yeah we're friendly but I did have a good relationship with my mother and father I we I had an amazing not that you're implying that but I had an amazing relationship with my parents um but it was a completely different time in life where your parents you know they weren't running around trying to, you know, make your life better and entertain you and, and all the kinds of stuff that people do now, you know, and, and give their kids opportunities. They were working full time. This is how it was back then. Everybody's parents were working, you know, full time. They'd go out on a Saturday night to a dance. The kids would stay home. I mean, we never traveled. We went on one trip a year and that was that. And so it was an entirely different relationship. Yeah. And my mother is a lot different than me. My sister and my mother are a lot alike. I was more like my dad. So, you know, but I did. I had a great relationship with my mother. Yeah, but I think people always see us and like me and you and they're like, you guys are so cool. And it's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've got a, we, we cool. We cool. We've got a pretty casual relationship, but you've always been like this. Yeah. But I was always a little scared of my mom. Like, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like we were hanging out and shooting the shit when we were kids. Like, my mom expected a lot of us. Yeah, I ran a tight ship. But when you're raising two kids by yourself, you can't mess around. Like, when I say run a tight ship, hey, we had lots of fun and did lots of different things. But at the end of the day... I had to raise you to be like productive adults, to be happy, to yep. be self, you know, um, like that you have self, good self-esteem the best that I could yeah. and, you know, that you were going to finish school and all those kinds of things. You know, we had plenty of time goofing off, but, you know, when when it was time to like get go to school and stuff, you were going to school. Oh, yeah, I wasn't really messing around. And I think I always kind of knew like, you know, mom's tired and all this stuff. I didn't really want to make your life more stressful. Yeah. 
I mean, it wasn't really that stressful. I never really had much money. When I say that, I wasn't poor. We always had a nice place to live, and I had a great job. But I had one income, too, with two kids. So, you know, it was just, you know, I had to watch my money more or less. And um, so, you know, I think everybody, we, you know, when you'd want something, we'd have to, like, you know, I'd say, I don't have the money for that. So I think that that was kind of a good thing. And Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, we, we just... I think it'll always be mother and daughter. And, you know, I think I told you the other day, like when I'm with you, I always feel a little bit different, you know, like I don't feel like my regular casual self because really in a way you've, you're so, you've had so many experiences that are beyond anything that I've had. I almost, you know, sort of look to you for, for that, like even with technology or your job or your experiences in, you know, that you have in your your career, I've never had those. I've never walked on a red carpet and stuff. So in a way, you're kind of, you know, I look to you like, whoa. Yeah, but I guess that's probably the case with a lot of daughters and mothers. I'm sure, especially because of the generation thing. Yeah, It exactly. may not be so much when you have kids, but it certainly was a, a you know, a, a giant leap for me. This generation gap is crazy. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And plus, like, then I got into this weird, cool career. Yeah, which I would never want to be in, but I'm glad that you're okay with it. Yeah, like a lot of what my mom and I always talk about is like my job. And if I, if I have like, you know, questions about what I should do with something or what does she think of this or what do I, what should I do with that? You've kind of been the, I always say you're my real manager. Yeah, exactly. I call myself your manager just as a joke. Momager. But yeah, I used to think, oh, what a, like, not that there's anything wrong with the career. I know you're thankful for it and you love what you're doing and so on. But I used to think, wow, that's such a great job. But, you know, after realizing the, you know, the, the, the reach of social media, I was like, hell no, I would never want to have this job. Well, it's kind of interesting because in one of my last episodes, I, um, talked to Sammy and I know you listen to that episode. I love Sammy. I know. And, um, she was just talking, we were talking about going to therapy and stuff. And we were just kind of talking about like, what does it do to you to spend your whole, like part of your your whole 20s growing up online and like sharing everything and like I think when we all first started we didn't think of what it was going to be so I mean I know I'm personally thinking about my boundaries and you know what's healthy for me and what I want to do and now I have this platform and it's like a lot of pressure and especially when you go through personal things it's like it can be very overwhelming. Yeah, and it's just, you know, just the nitpicking. Like when I went on your uh, Vlogtober, I, I thought, oh, this is going to be fun. We talk anyway, this will be cool. Yeah, if you guys didn't watch my Vlogtober, basically um, I put in some of the um, audio. Foot- audio of me and my mom having our daily phone conversations. So you knew every day you were going to be on camera. Well, not on camera, but your audio was going to be on camera. So just in case. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at first it was like, oh, this is so cool. But then I started to get stressed out after like the third or fourth day. Like it was like, what am I going to say? Am I going to say something wrong? Like I, I just had all this stress and pressure on it. And finally, and then of course, you know, some people, you know, started to make comments about me, which, you know, to me, I don't really care, but I was just like, we're just having a short conversation and somebody doesn't like my voice or, oh, it's Kelly again. And I just thought, you know, I don't need this crap. Meanwhile, it's like, 
Ayo, it's Kelly again. Yeah, I know. But it's just like, you know, when you look at that, like something just so simple that then, you know, you really start understanding how how hard, you know, it can be. Yeah. And, you know, I'm the type of person that if I if I want to go to the mall and, you know, just wear a pair of ratty jeans and a T-shirt or whatever, I just go to the mall. I don't even think, you know, is somebody going to see me in this? But like, if you're vlogging or whatever, people are looking like at every little thing that's happening. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care to live my life out loud. You know, I just want to do my own thing and, and, you know, oblivious to everything. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is nobody really does care what you wear to the mall, you know? In real life. In no, real life. They don't yeah. care. So I think that that's when I understood like, well, well before Vlogtober, but I understood how difficult you know people think it's easy it's extremely difficult I could never do it and I think that it takes somebody with a special um resilience to things um that's a good word yeah to to actually and then of course you've got to think up all these ideas and you know yeah you want to be positive but you know there's many many positives of it too Mm -hmm. but it you know like anything you've get positives and negatives exactly but Anyway, I'm glad that, you know, you're living in London and you're having such a, you know, great friendships that, you know, you've met people and you've had experiences and you've lived your best life so far. And I can't wait to see what happens in the future. And I hope something great happens to me, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no more toothless dates. No, I'm going to throw in the towel on the dates for a while. Uh, I might hang out at hot yoga. Apparently, there's some some older guys that really like to stretch so <laughs> yeah guys I went to hot yoga and I was like whoa there are some hot 50 something or others in here grunting yeah. and groaning <laughs> well I don't know about the grunting and groaning but you know I'm okay with the stretching so who knows maybe maybe I'll do that maybe I'll do absolutely nothing I have no idea well yeah you got to get out there um and what else is there to discuss we could discuss our like for traveling. We could discuss our like for traveling. Or we could discuss our dislike for cooking, although you're picking up the, uh, the well, frying pans now, I hear. I'm picking up the frying pans because after I did my v- cooking video and I cooked pasta in a frying pan, like that's an example of something you do on your own that you don't even think about until you vlog it and you're like, oh, this isn't normal. Yeah. And you made a great meal for me when you first got here. That was delicious. Chili I made. Yeah. Vegetarian chili. Yeah. Basically, my mom doesn't cook. My mom hates cooking and she's passed that down to me and I hate it too. But what I will say is this is not sustainable and I'm trying to learn how to cook healthy foods and I'm renovating my kitchen so that I can have a better space to cook in and I'm really trying to learn yeah and that's great like if you're into it and honestly if I felt like I wanted to learn it I would learn it too I don't like it I never have liked it from the time I was little my sister used to make all the meals and try to coax me into the kitchen to help her out yeah and I was like no I'm not doing it but I'll do all the dishes and I always did that Uh, my thing is cleaning that's where I get my joy. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I find it, I don't know. I just find it, it, it just helps my psyche. Yeah. Honestly, mom, the other day I was so stressed out. I don't even know what was going on. You know, it's a different thing every day, but I started cleaning at like a rapid speed. It was like I was on fast forward and I literally 
caught myself and I was like, I am you. I know. But the thing about it is, is this is what I like about cleaning is that when you have a clean house in my, like for myself, I feel so calm when everything's in its order and, and the house is clean and I can just sit back and enjoy myself. When I've got a mess, I, I don't, it just, it causes chaos in my mind. Oh my God. I totally agree. And I think that's where most of my recent chaos for the past six months has been coming from because I'm renovating. Yeah. Couldn't stand and it. And it is so, I mean, this is a first world problem, obviously, but it's so intense to have people in your apartment every day, mess everywhere, dust everywhere, shit everywhere. And I work from home. So I am seriously so looking forward to going home tomorrow and hopefully walking into a zen space which i know it's not going to be zen but at least i have a new kitchen yeah and you know hopefully nobody will be there well i think sylvester is going to be there okay and uh just to let everyone know i am not boning sylvester (laughs) (laughs) have never boned sylvester will no never bone sylvester (laughs) right you're just he's just uh your um he's my maintenance guy or whatever you call him yeah Yeah, contractor yeah he's my contractor who's always around and we're friends and if you knew estate you really knew her you would know that sylvester is certainly not estate's type what is my type your type is (laughs) nerdy and sylvester (laughs) is anything but nerdy i do love a nerd yeah and you always have loved a nerd i know I love like, I mean, let's not get into that, but yeah. You love a good nerd and I'm the opposite. I love a good bad boy. Unfortunately, at 50 something, there are no bad boys left. They've all got broken hips, bad knees. They've, you know, thrown Bad in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they're all, they're all uh, used up, but (laughs) back in the day, I liked a good bad boy. All right. Well, it's been 49 minutes and 21 seconds. Do you have anything left to... Well, it's interesting that you say if you really knew Este. Yeah. What else are those things? I always think that's interesting. I mean, I'm saying it from a mother's perspective, but in my opinion, I'm I'm honest because I know you're the good, the bad, and the ugly about you. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. So I would say, you know, if I was going to... If I really wanted somebody to know who you were, I would say that the, you know, one thing is that you have an amazing heart, like that you're a kind person and you actually do care about people and you care about lifting people up. And I do too. And so I think that maybe that's something that we have in common that, you know, people think, people think that they know you, but until they actually really do know you, that you really do have an amazing heart and you're a good person and you have a good soul. And so I think that, that's important. Uh, the other thing about you is that um, you get cranky when you're hungry. That is a fact. Yeah. So you have that. I think, you know, in my opinion, I love your fashion sense. I think that's, you know, nice. I don't know if people, if that's something like you don't really know her or whatever. But what else about you? Um, you are funny as hell and we do an awful lot of laughing. Yeah. We have the same sense of humor as well as Eric, who is hilarious my brother is the funniest person on planet earth yeah he's very very funny our whole family is kind of quirky and funny i think in general the, our whole family doesn't take anything too seriously yeah never has yeah and i think that's it like yeah you know and uh you know that you're um what else about you um 
I can tell you because we did sleep in the same bed the other night, which is very odd for me, even though I have a king size bed, but you did not move one inch and I could hardly hear you breathing. And I was like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, basically I got lonely and my mom has a huge bed, so I stayed in her bed. But it's funny that you say that because the other day when I was sleeping with blank. Okay. Um, he said that I slept completely diagonal and was stealing all the covers and was like moving around so much. And I thought, that's not like me. Yeah, he was, what do you call that in Britain? What's, you know. Having a laugh? Or, yeah, or taking the piss or whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah well anyways you didn't and I can also vouch because uh I've you know walked into your room after you've gotten up and there's like one half a cover barely moved yeah so that's yeah so that I mean that's not even interesting but um (laughs) something else I think a lot even my best friends takes them a while to get to know is that I am introverted and I can be very quiet sometimes or, but really, or, or people think I'm in a bad mood, but actually I'm just like writhing with anxiety and depression. Yeah. Or you're just relaxing. Or I'm just relaxing. And like, I'm a very chill person. I know you're, oh, you think you're like, um, I'm the queen of relaxing. Yeah. You're like me, which is an extroverted, introvert. is it extroverted introvert or yeah. in, introverted extrovert? Which is it? I'm starting to wonder myself. Well, anyways, basically, like, you can put on your game face, but you prefer to be, you're more introverted. I can put on my game face, but it takes all of my energy. Yeah. See, I I couldn't do that. Like, with all the meetings that you have and how busy you are and, you know, people that you meet up with and so on, I'd be exhausted. Like, if I'm, if I know that I have to go into a meeting and, and I'm running the show and I'm trying to clip it along and stuff, it does. I'm tired at the end of the day. I couldn't do it every day. Yeah. I mean, of course you can create just regular conversation with people, but if you're, if you're, you know, in the limelight, yeah, it takes a lot of energy, but I can talk to anyone. Oh, I'm the same way. I mean, we sat down and we didn't have anything to say and it's been 53 minutes. I know, but that's who doesn't have something to say. Granted, I have bumped into a couple people that had nothing to say and I was like, whoa, is there anything in there? Yeah. Note to self. Don't go back to till three at Sobeys. <laughs> Sobeys is the grocery store in Canada. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. I hope you guys liked listening to this episode with my mom. I would tell you to follow her on Instagram. But as you know, she doesn't want any of you following her on Instagram because <laughs> she's keeping it pretty personal these days. Um, but yeah, make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast. And you can also follow us on Instagram. You're on the line. And yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. And, you know, if anything great happens to me in my love life, I will be sure to get a stay to tweet it out because I'm sure you're just sitting on the edge of your chair to see if I'm going to meet somebody. Yeah. I honestly think that could be a great game show. Like find Kelly Love. God, don't. I'll find my own. <laughs> All right, we'll report back on that. And by the way, never mind. What? (laughs) I can't remember what I was going to say. Okay, we just had this conversation. Two things as you're getting older. I can't remember what I was going to say. And what am I doing in this room? Things I say and think all the time. 
And just as a little reminder, we have new episodes every single week on Wednesday. So if you've missed any of the past episodes, you can check them out. And I'll be back next week. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.